Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The NASA DART project, which had a spacecraft uh, this past Monday crash into an asteroid slash moonlet. And the idea was, as I understand it, to determine whether such a move might shift the trajectory of future asteroids which could threaten this planet. And uh, it happened on Monday, and uh, with us to explain what happened and the significance of, of the, the mission is Dr. Robert D. Braun, former director for planetary science at NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab. He's an authority in the development of entry, descent, and landing systems, and the head of Johns Hopkins Applied Physics Laboratory Space Exploration Sector. Dr. Braun, thank you very much for joining us. Your CV is, I have to say this, your CV is impressive. I feel like I've accomplished nothing in my life. <laughs> well, I'm sure that's not true. And, and thank you for having me on the show today, Roy. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's good to talk to you. So uh, can, can you give us an idea of uh, what, what was the really, I, I've tried to state it, but you do it in your terms. What was the most fundamental objective of the DART mission and was it, was it accomplished? Sure. The, uh, the objective of the mission was to determine if we could impact uh, autonomously uh, this moonlet of another asteroid, uh, basically a, a moon traveling around an asteroid, uh, an object so small that we couldn't even see it uh, prior to, say, about 10 minutes or so before we got there. Um, and if we could impact it and uh, change its trajectory uh, enough uh, such that if a similar thing were to occur at some point in the future, uh, for a different asteroid that might be headed towards Earth, that we could deflect it uh, away from our home planet. Okay, I'm sure you've heard this question a million times, but I will ask you, and that is, what is the threat level of asteroids? What is the threat level that they pose? Uh, from the, the smallest, like the one that you can't see until it's right on top of you, to the size which would potentially greatly alter the way we live on Earth. Yeah, well, that's an interesting question and, and one that is uh, hard to answer, but I, I'll do my best. Um, the, the threat level is such that we don't know today of any asteroid of significant enough size that it would be a danger to the Earth. On the other hand, when we look back over time, and I'm talking about over a long time period, you know, thousands, millions of years, we do know that the Earth has been impacted by asteroids that have greatly changed the history of, of the Earth and would greatly change civilization if such a thing were to happen today. The reason that we uh, focused on this particular asteroid, and the one that we hit was, you know, by the way, about 160 meters uh, in diameter, uh, asteroids of that size are in that middle zone, you know, asteroids much bigger are very easy to detect because they are so big. Um, and asteroids much smaller would do very little damage to the Earth. But an asteroid of about the size of what we hit uh, is both hard to detect uh, and what we would call a, a regional or a, a citywide uh, kind of impact. If it were to hit in the wrong place at the wrong time on the Earth, it could do great damage. Okay, now... I have to ask you about the most challenging logistical um, object or obstacle you faced. This is a small object. You just told us it's way out in space. You have to program 
um, uh, a vehicle which has left the Earth to hit this moonlet head on. How do you do that from such a distance? <laughs> uh, math and science. Uh, math and science. So uh, you're, you're absolutely right. The, uh, the launch vehicle that took our spacecraft uh, departed California um, around near last, towards the end of last November. And our spacecraft has been hurtling through space uh, ever since. And what we do is we uh, navigate from the ground to a point in space where we believe the asteroid will be. And, that when, and when we get close, uh, as we did uh, this past Monday, we turn over control of the spacecraft entirely uh, to the spacecraft itself. It uh, uses a camera, and that camera uh, searches for, at, at first, the main asteroid, and then later for the moonlet itself that we chose to impact. And based on its own uh, imagery and its own onboard uh, computer intelligence, uh, it, it targets the asteroid and flies directly uh, at it. Um, at that point, we on the ground, like everyone else here, were, were just observers. Even though we were in mission control, we weren't uh, you know, directly changing the spacecraft's course. Uh, the spacecraft was doing that itself. So a little, def- little different to Apollo 11. Uh, a little different, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, you know, an autonomous car, right? We, yes. Maybe we don't have fully autonomous vehicles today. Yeah. Uh, today we use uh, GPS, um, and the person uh, uses GPS to, to look at its map, look at your map and decide if you want to go straight or turn right or, or what have you. Uh, but at some point in time, autonomous cars will do that for you. We have that technology now on spacecraft. Yeah, I, I I'm always I always marvel when and I said that tongue in cheek the Apollo 11 remark. I, I always marvel when somebody says to me, "Your mobile phone has more power than the computers in the Apollo 11 uh, spacecraft had." I, I can't I can't even begin to absorb that. But Dr. Braun, in, in about a minute uh, we have left. How will you apply what you learned on this DART mission? How is that applied specifically as far as dealing with asteroids is concerned, but perhaps also more generally in the space program? Yeah, that's a great question. So first of all, uh, the autonomy advances and some of the other uh, technologies that we proved on this mission. We had rollout solar arrays, for example, to provide power to the spacecraft. Uh, those, those types of technology developments will be applied uh, almost right away on future uh, space exploration missions. Whether those missions are going to an asteroid, whether we're going to Mars, uh, whether we're going out to fly a, a quadcopter on Titan, which we're also intending to do in the, in the coming uh, decade, uh, these kinds of technology advances are agnostic to missions. Uh, in addition, uh, this was humanity's first planetary defense mission. And we're still analyzing the data, and I believe that we will learn a lot from this first mission and that this will be the first of many uh, planetary defense missions where we're practicing, where we're testing out the technologies that we might one day need uh, to deflect an asteroid should it be on an Earth-crossing track. We hope to never have to use this technology, but, you know, if needed, 
uh, I want to have that technology ready to go. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.